another one. This is why I get the room an hour early so we can avoid such things. And there are other Doesn't even matter. Can they hear us? on YouTube starting to get worried this man had the code If you're out there, if you can hear us, <laughs> Pete's laptop is fucked up. We're using mine next week. Yeah, we all heard the episode where we used your podcast, where we used your computer, all right? So let's not bring that up because that was only two. No, that was a faulty cord. No. That was that, a faulty no. cord. No. That was, that was a fault. That was your faulty computer. That was a faulty cord. The laptop was fine. My computer's just like me, all right? It's moody. Doesn't start fast, but it's good once it gets going. So it's light skinned? Jason. <laughs> All right, y'all, but welcome to Thursday nights. Uh, Sorry, we're late. Ele- electronical difficulties. This is your Thursday night spot for NFL takes, made up word. topical tangents, and anything else that comes up on PD Camarillo. I'm Kenneth Frank James Barry. I don't know why our sound is so fucked up, but whatever. Whoever. <laughs> Whoever rented the Pirate Studios before us, fuck you. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. They pretty much just said, hey, we're just going to, like, touch everything and fuck it up. The echo's hella bad, too. And I honestly don't see our thing on YouTube right now. YouTube, YouTube. This dude thinks he's funny. (laughs) (laughs) This dude thinks he's funny. (laughs) <laughs> we but, got uh, special guests here. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna just Kenny. talk and just hopefully that you know. Go ahead, Kenny. Hopefully we're we're on. Are we're we? on. Are you sure we're on? We're on. Yeah, we're definitely on. Well, if you're on touchdownsandtangents.com, you should be listening to us live right now, um, and you can confirm that way. You know, if we're actually on. But um, yeah, every Thursday, you know, we're not always we're not always on time, but when we're here, you know, when we we pull up. We were at the studio for like three hours. But uh, when things go right, things go right. And sometimes we have special guests pop in. Um, and damn, Pete, why are you so depressed in the face? Because <laughs> your your buildup is like dramatically underwhelming. <laughs> kind of like your belief in God? Oh. There's I'm time, kidding. though. There's time. Wow. <laughs> see, we're, oh, see, I'm just trying to share the episode on online, all right? So you don't need to troll me right now. I mean, you started it. All I did was just give you a quick jab. I'm joking, though. But, nah, thank you to everybody who out there who listens to us. There really Ta- is, like, three episodes, for, like, from today right now. Yeah, simultaneously recording. And this is episode 275 Ooh. for everybody out there. Episode 275. Ebook coming soon. Get it. Mixtape coming up. Mixtape coming soon, probably. I don't know. So. But yeah, so are you going to introduce the 
I was getting to that. Mysterious voice? Or you just I was getting to that. Building it up. I, I think I'm just going to be a background voice. Y'all don't need to know my name. It's cool. We're going to call him Jay. Or no, whatever the wow. J or I. I'm kidding. Now you sound like one of his. Uh, <laughs> ironically, <laughs> his initials are JD. So, salute to the homie who came through. What up, JD? And his lady salute. Who? She has a she name. Sung as well. the intro. Her name is Melissa. I know. Okay. She has a name. I, I know. I know. I was like, is she gonna sing her name? I was hoping for that. That's why I kind of gave the cue. I was like, this is her first podcast episode as a guest. She's never been a guest yet. And so, off air, she sung our intro, and honestly, like it was pretty dope. So yeah, so to you, Melissa, already like you're batting a thousand. I'm like, there you go, Pete, right now. I don't, I don't know what's <laughs> happening over there. I don't, I, I don't know, man. Go ahead and introduce yourself, babe. How do you introduce yourself? And we all went to see Sun, so tell, exactly, tell yourself, small world. Hey everyone, what's up? You're tuning into the episode. What number? 275. 275 of Touchdowns and Tangents. My name is Melissa. And yeah, here I am. Thank you. That's all I got. <laughs> he has the best voice in the room. And Dude. the best fucking mic. I'm really mad about this. <laughs> like, I'm really mad you have the best mic and the best voice. You can't have both. Why are you hating on everything? Maybe today? it's just the voice and the mic doesn't make the difference. It could be just the voice. Damn, it's like the shoes don't make the person. Like, Nah, man. <laughs> voice, Some voice people just have mic. a voice for radio. That technically is kind of an insult. If you see it, I got a good voice. Stop playing with me. You said yeah. a voice for radio. Okay, you know where that you for came should, from. You for real should have a radio show. You should be you doing voiceovers voice. for somebody. Is what yeah, you're really saying. This Say it again. Radio you should show. be doing voiceovers <laughs> for somebody and getting paid every time like a those cash for kids commercials <laughs> come out. Just doing the voiceover work for that. There you go. I mean, what's um shit? Cartoon Network. They stay having cartoons and coming out. So like, just try to get some voice actor work. It's yeah. worth it. A homie of mine, um, she's actually the voice of Sherry for Black Panther. And still, Daisy. yeah, still. <laughs> what negativity on this side? Of no, the I just meant like one. Y'all still friends, and two. Wow, <laughs> been in the industry that long? It's she, been like five she, years now. I mean, you know, every once in a while, on a story she'll post some funny shit, and I'd be like. 100, hilarious. We have a little chat back and forth. How you doing? You good? Yeah, I'm good. All right, good. Cool. That's right. It's a like. Just a thumbs up. That's all. It's a picture of her. It's a gif of her. How did you get your own gif? Goddamn. She is like super industry. Nah, but nah. Yeah, but I mean, we have so many friends who are like involved with music and like in the arts. So it's kind of dope to like have this kind of conversation because I feel like we haven't had a conversation like this in a while. It's been like really stressed out the last couple of weeks, and every time we come in, there's an audio issue for some reason. Kenny just likes anytime one of my friends comes into the studio because then he gets a chance to gain up on me and troll me. And I'm like, <laughs> he's a piece of shit, stories. right? Hey, we're all friends now. We've known yeah. each other for years. So, but yes, I did meet Kenny through you. You're right. <laughs> and also, like, I mean, the interviews, multiple, they, they were dope. And like, part of the reason why they tried to like kick me off the air, which is funny, because they still used all my shit after I left, but. You that means you have value, though. That should be a lesson right there. You have value even after you left. This dude said, I'm late, and he sent the rundown 22 minutes into when we're supposed to be having the show. Bro, I sent the rundown at least He did the ago. rundown while I was having to go. I did the rundown in the car, <laughs> then forgot about it. 
Talk some shit. So tell us what's the what's the game plan for this? Okay, so right. wait, so, sorry, are we? Yes, we're on the air right now. Okay, swear, yeah, swear to God, to. swear. I'm gonna get it straight away. because it doesn't matter though because he doesn't believe in God. I never said that. <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> I'm glad I mean, that you believe in God. All I'm saying, listeners, so you believe in God. Okay, listeners. Amen. Listeners. Church Tabernacle. Listeners. If someone walks up to you in a park oh, drinking a Budweiser and says, Hey, if I told you I was God, would you believe me? What if God was one of us? Just a slob like one of us. What would you do? Would you believe it? That's a fair question. Would you? Would you, Kenny? I mean, can you see the God in the next man? Can you see God in the next man in front of you or the next woman in front of you? Are you going to answer or ask more questions? All right, well, like what I would you do, JD? I would give him a, a way to show it. Hey, turn this water to wine. Hey, So you're going to test God? Yeah. I mean, you got to. The whole <laughs> wow. Bible is about God getting pressed the, and the then he finally snaps. Like <laughs> the whole Testament yeah. is like, all right, Solomon and Gomorrah was like, all right, fuck this. Um, when they were playing with the calf and all that. And he Moses smashed the commandments. People was testing God's gangster, and he said, "Okay, watch this." People okay. been testing God like since the beginning of time. If we're being honest. So here's the thing, though. I believe God appears to you. It could be in different forms, different people, but it's not always God in the physical. It's God in the message. Okay. Now we're wrong with that. That's called the Holy Spirit. Yeah, God shows up in the message, and although the person who's giving you the message doesn't have to be God Himself, you take the message and run with it. And then you pray and make sure it's affirmed by your community. You take it to your, your council. And then you say, all right, what's next? I've like literally had moments where people on the street would tell me like a bar or two bars. And I made a decision from that. And I'm like, oh, snap. It's Yo, wild. Yeah. Has, oh, snap. Don't leave your irrational decision making up to God, bro. JD has had the <laughs> most outrageous stories I've ever heard in my life. Like, how did you come out of that alive? Exactly. Just, just like, God. That's it. I believe. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. You woke me up today. What about you? So, what would you tell? So, what would you tell this person who told you that he's God with a but but light? What would you tell him? I mean, the context is kind of you know different style, but whatever. <laughs> okay, I get what you're saying, but yeah. I'm just wondering in this yeah. situation because we're giving. Yeah. So if if he comes up and he says I'm God, I'm like, okay, nice to meet you. What's up? And just have a conversation. <laughs> you got to talk to me. What if he's like I'm God? Run me those shoes. <laughs> Here's a blessing. I'm gonna give you your life, but you gotta give me those shoes. As well. like, um, what's it called? Ties, ties and offering. You gonna give me those? Come up off them kicks. Yeah, I mean, people use God's name to do a lot of things, so that wouldn't surprise me. It's and true. then the fact of the matter is, like, whether it is or it isn't, it's true in your mind. So you got to move accordingly. All right. Well, that's enough of the tangent, but yeah, just definitely. to wrap it up, Melissa, what would you what would you say? <laughs> I'm not the one to ask y'all. Okay, whatever JD says, that's what I go for. I'm gonna just be like, "Hey, dog, what was up with slavery? Like, can you explain that? And is God really white, or are you just appearing to me in this form right now because you have like seven heads, and it would f- totally fuck me up if I saw your real form?" Yeah, man. I would. I was. He. He. This dude just asked me. He was like, "No, but seriously, like, what would you say? Would you believe it?" And I was like, "Honestly, bro, no." And then he was just like, "All right, have a nice day. Keep keep helping out the youth because I was coaching at the that exact moment. Like, he literally walked in the middle of my drill and was like, "I told you I was God." Slurring his words. Believe <laughs> <laughs> me. I mean, we don't know what Jesus did from thirteen to thirty, so he may, probably made a lot of different friends. 
True. Turkey All right. So but anyway, um, jumping back to football. Yes, and uh, unfortunately, this kind of situation, like that we're about to talk about, it's gonna be a downer for like five seconds, but we're gonna build it back up. And mostly because I got some people to talk shit about. Uh, rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins. Uh, he died this past weekend. Was hit by a dumpster truck side of a highway in Florida. He was training down there with a lot of his teammates, getting ready for the season. I guess like his uh, was ready to compete the, for a starting job. The gas on his bike. Pretty, pretty much his bike died. Some kind of, they're they're still doing an investigation. It's gonna take at least ninety days. But um, whole NFL world was kind of crushed. But a certain piece of shit, Adam Schefter and Gil Brandt. Um, Adam Schefter first because he's a real piece of shit. Because this isn't the first time he's done this or something like this. Pretty much came out and was like, "Rest in peace to you know Dwayne Haskins. He struggled in Washington and Pittsburgh um, as a quarterback and in the league after like a great career at Ohio State. Um, great he, season." Yeah, he pretty much. Yeah, he died. He was hit by a truck. He deleted the original tweet. You, can, I, it's posted on the touchdowns and tangents, uh, socials, so you can just find it. Um, but yeah, he posted it, and everybody was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Like, he just died. What does him, quote unquote, struggling to play QB at the highest level have to do with him dying at twenty four years old? Like, you know why do you lead with that? Like, there was no, you didn't have to lead with saying something that fucked up about a person. Like, if you died, we're not going to be like Adam Schefter, unathletic white dude who only is famous because of his connections behind the scenes, but doesn't have a lick of athleticism, has no business actually reporting on football because he's a fucking dweeb. Oh, but he died, and we're really sorry and sad about it. You know what's funny is when I read that, because I've been pretty critical of Dwayne Haskins since he was coming out in the draft. But that was, like, literally the last thing that I thought about. Like, I just felt really bad. He's just a millionaire, first-round pick. He's a 24-year-old who's no longer exists. And the last video of him was, like, the day before he died, having a bunch of fun with Najee Harris and a bunch of his teammates. It seemed like he had a second chance to really, like, make the NFL his thing. But now, you never know. Yeah, like, he was... He was looking like he was a really great locker room fit, and he was rebuilding himself up because Washington organization is pretty putrid, so anybody who goes there doesn't really find much success. I mean, there are human trafficking um, issues. We're going to talk about a story later how they were um, – it's not looking like allegedly. Like, the government's involved now. They are hiding revenue ticket sales from the NFL wow. for everybody else. So it's not looking great for the Washington commandos. But – to be What's out the of that, of that? Hmm? hiding ticket sales. What's the benefit? I mean, you imagine tax evasion. Imagine hiding mm-hmm. all the money you make and not having to. Yeah, and it's it, if it's revenue sharing in the NFL, and you're hiding ticket sales mm-hmm. in a stadium where three people have already got their ACL blown out, the stands fell apart and almost killed a, a QB. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people got hurt. Like it's not looking great for them as an organization right now. Yeah. And then the government coming down on them, like it's a real issue. People close to the um close to the team who are formally aligned, you know, accusing the team cheerleaders of sex trafficking essentially. Like it was a lot and then Dwayne Haskins gets drafted really high in the first round to go there. Everybody thought the it was going to turn around. The coach didn't even want him. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ron Rivera didn't even really want him. And then the coach before him didn't really want him. But, like, he was a good fit. It was just, I mean, the players wanted him. Well, he was he from potential. Maryland, right? Yeah, he's from D.C. Yeah, he's he from went to high school in Maryland, went to Ohio State. And it's just like, if you just had that, somebody. That's what got me, too, is the video they showed of him when he was, like, 10 years old. He visited Ohio like, State. He was, like, early younger than that. He had the jersey on. He was, on like, seven. He was wearing the same number that he would end up wearing, and he was like, his dad or whoever he was with was like, what do you think of the school? And he's like, I'm going to school here. What a, like, And he went to school there and had the best season ever as a quarterback. 50 touchdowns, and I think like maybe seven picks or something, like four picks. Yeah, his stats are crazy. Like, he does all that, Rose Bowl, I think he won MVP, and then, you know, go first round. And for a black QB going first round, and he's like – a pocket passer for real. Like, then, you know, the media turned on him because Washington does that. It usually turns and, on their own players. It's a numerous case. Oh, like, oh, he's playing bad. Oh, he visited a strip club. He's horrible. He's working, whatever. But then he gets to Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin's like, he's like the nicest human being ever. Everybody loved him. Then Chase Claypool saw him right before he died. Like, he was the last one with him. And uh, he got on online. He was crying. He was very out of it. Yeah, I could imagine. I, I couldn't even watch that shit. Like, I had to just turn it off. I turned my phone off for a couple minutes. I was like, this I is... I think that's the other part of it that hurt, too, was losing a black quarterback. Like that. Like, and everybody like had... For all, all the all the... For all the stuff it, it takes to make it as a quarterback is already hard enough. And you get hit by a fucking And you factor in being a black man. And then you figure, factor in bringing both in football and making it to the highest level. And it just feels like, damn, like. And calling your shot. Like they lost like they lost a member of the fraternity. Like for real. And that's why it's like when you saw the whole NFL just kind of R.I.P. Haskins, R.I.P. Dwayne, prayers for his family. Like it just felt real. Like, yeah, and then Gil Brandt, ninety-year-old Hall of Famer, uh, scout, one of his that former. that didn't bother me as much. No, that one's fucked. That, that didn't bother me. As if much. he would have went back to school, he might still be around. And oh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear that. Oh yeah, goes to the full part. audio. He's a real piece of shit. Yeah, I didn't and hear guess that what? Part. When Gil Brandt dies, I'm gonna keep that same energy. The, I'm like, hey, he realized Gil. <laughs> the, he said a bunch of fucked up shit, but mainly he was like. It's like he was living to die with the decisions he was making. And I was like, mm. he wasn't arrested. Like, yeah, who doesn't, who doesn't go to a fucking titty bar? Can we be honest? I think it's I just more have to say it like that because everybody, all these info players have gone to strip clubs. I Jay heard Martin it. is a strip club I heard it Hall of Famer. I heard it and thought of it more as like, oh, he's de- he was depressed. Like, he was probably depressed, like most people. And it makes sense given everything you just listed. It was a birthday party at a strip Washington. club. People were giving him shit. And I'm like, but Gilbrandt brought that up, even knowing, oh, he died. Oh, well, maybe if he would have stayed in school, he would have been made smarter decisions. He was kind of living to die with this. He just kept going on and on, and it's like, bro, fuck you. Like this, like all white, just white Not dudes in media feel comfortable to disrespect black people and black athletes all day, and nobody punches them in the fucking face. Like if I. I for Honestly, sure, but that bothers me less than Schefner's because Schefner's was so like unhuman. It was cold inhumane. And, it was cold, de- detached. Like at least Gills had like some thinking and some like sourcing to it. Whether what it was is, right or is, wrong, whether it was right or wrong, at least he 
fucking thought about it. That didn't make it. any sense. People go back to school. What if he would have got fucking shot at school? Then what would you have said? I'm, I'm not saying he's right. What if All he dies in his sleep because he was binge drinking the night before? And I fucking, feel like, I feel like with Adam Schefter, like he was actually a real ass reporter for a minute. Yeah, he, he just said he some is. messed up stuff, and then the other guy, he's an old white dude that expects racism, so it doesn't make a difference. It's like oh, another dude says that. You know? Basically, yeah. But it's like the timing for both is like, why did y'all? No one would say this like if it was, let's say Ryan Leaf, who's been busted for DUIs and I don't know how many fucking times post career. But the difference to me, but the difference to me, the difference to me is the context, right? Like if you know who Dwayne Haskins is, you know he had a hard career in Washington. You know he was fighting to make the roster and start in Pittsburgh. Like you don't need to bring that up. Yeah. And if you don't know who Dwayne Haskins is, then that doesn't really matter because all that matters is a 24-year-old quarterback lost his life. Lost his life, right? Dude, That's what makes me where it upsets me more. The Gil Brand shit is just another old white dude talking about Being other a piece of shit. Talking talking about other shit that he's talked about with other people about that person, like. So but like, I'm like, he wouldn't say that's that to not, his face. That's like, not as bad to me. I'm somebody in Haskins family. I'm slapping that dude on sight. That's not as bad to me as like someone else who's just like, oh yeah, and this. Like, okay, well, that doesn't have to do with what the fuck you're reporting. So why but, are you bringing okay, that up? Okay, go listen to the whole audio. And you're like, wow. He said that the day he died, bro. He said that like but, the day But he that's died. what I'm saying. I'm not surprised by that because that's what old white people do. They talk about other fucking young more successful and better looking people and then they <laughs> share shout out that. to Bill Poley and then they yeah, share they forget that. about you either yeah. but um but yeah R.I.P. Dwayne Haskins it's just like the outpouring of love is what I think was the was the best part about that cause it's like bro they're, they're like, having a they're funeral humans. frame I think the 22nd yeah one in Rockaway and then one in D.C. They invited the public and coaches and it's like if football's a fraternity, like I have cats who I've known and played like my homie team where he got murdered last year. Like it still kind of fucks with me. Like on my 30th birthday, I'm like, damn, he was only like a year younger than me. He, he isn't even going to get to see 30. How do you guys deal with that? Knowing so many people that die, like just straight up and then you have to be reminded. Do you have anything to, it's to um, you? I mean, I just like. I think you. Really, I don't know, man. I, I think about our homie Brandon R.I.P. all the time. Yeah, uh, man. That's 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 my boy. But I also uh, rest easy knowing that like one of the only times that I really have felt, not one of the only times, but one of the the main times that I can recall, like feeling God like most directly was like at his funeral. Like so, that's it was a beautiful service too. Like yeah. they had the birds and everything. Yeah, so scenery. that's that's really what kind of like puts me at peace is like knowing that, and then also knowing like just remembering that like all the good times that we had together because like he really did have a life of like highlights. Yeah, you know, and he put me on a Travis Scott before Travis Scott was Travis. I Scott. know, I know, bro. I saw Travis Scott at a fucking rodeo, like literally. Yeah. Literally, oh no, that wasn't you. That was Andy. My nah, bad. Andy, Andy. Yeah, but yeah, he's fucking yeah. I, I don't can't even tell that whole story. But basically, I remember I had just graduated. It was like maybe a month later, 
and he was like, oh, there's a show with uh, Ty Dollar Sign, um, Schoolboy Q, and Travis Scott for $15 at Santa Barbara. Mm. Like, we're going to go. And I was like, okay. I was like, I might be down, but I have work. And he was like, oh, you should just go anyways, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nah, bro, I don't want to drive. I don't want to do that. And then he was like, bro, just go, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'll let you know, bro. Just hit me up. So he hit me up, and he was like, bro, I'm driving. He was like, Roman and, and Omar, Roman and, um, fuck, Roman and Kevin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or not Armando, fuck. I think it was, Ro- Ro- yeah, it was just Roman and, yeah, Roman and Kevin. He was like, yeah, we're all going to go. Like, I'm driving. So you have no excuse. You just graduated. You never do anything. You're always working. Like, For real, you are. it's $15. When else are you going to see fucking Ty Dollar Sign and Schoolboy Q for $15? I was like, fine. So I threw up at work, <laughs> and I ironically walked out, and my manager was walking by at that exact moment, and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, no, nah, I just threw up. I think I need to go home. And she mm-hmm. was like, okay, like, hope you feel better. Oh, wow. And it was like it was like Memorial Day, I think, which is like a big mattress holiday. Oh, wow. So my colleagues were happy to see me go. Commission <laughs> <Well, laughs> one, one less person on the floor. Cause I was even asking them, I was like, should I go? Should I go? And they're like, go for it, dude. I'm like, yeah, we'll take your sales. Like, but anyway, so we went, had a killer ass time. Like, it was when Travis Scott was still like maybe there was like two hundred people Damn. less watching him. Like, everybody jumped VIP. Like, it was crazy. It was an amazing experience. So just honing in onto those moments, I think, kind of gives me peace when I think about that. And just all the other times, too, because that dude was always down. Yeah. Like if you hit him up and you had something going, nobody else, he'd be like, uh, let me get back to you. Or, uh, let me finish what I'm doing and I'll call you back. And, and they never call you back. Nah, he, he always called me back. He'd always be like, yeah, I'm down. Like... <laughs> We'd go to the gym. We always did. Yeah, man. I repeat to my brother Brandon, but yeah. I don't know. What about you, Kenny? How do you deal with um, grief? Your homies. I mean, humor, mostly. <laughs> uh, humor and just knowing that my grandma told me this, like, at an early age. Because I saw my grandfather die when I was four. Like, mm. told me his last words. He's like... You're going to go on to do great things in life. You're going to graduate college. You're going to be great. All this other stuff. Damn, he told you the greatest lie at four, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't shit. Hey, but you did it, though. You did it. For grabs. <laughs> he was like, you're going to like, like, you're going to be dope. He told like, you hustle culture at four years old. Damn. Didn't everybody? From Papa. But it was 96, so it was like, you know, he had... He, he knew he wasn't going to see me grow up. He, he knew Michael he was guilty. He went to the grave thinking Michael was guilty. <laughs> We're not, you don't know what my grandfather thought. Shut up. 
but, but I have a funny story to tell. Loki, I'm, I'm gonna find a fucking medium just to just to see what your grandpa thought about that case, I'm gonna just, bro. I'm gonna just call just my so mom. we can dead your whole <laughs> argument. I'm gonna just call, just so we can dead. I'm gonna just call my mom after the show and, and just tell your ghost grandpa was like, "Call her right now." now. Call her right now. Text her, you guys. Nah, she's listening right now. Mama Barry, where you at? Mama Barry, tune she's, in. She's listening. That would be a great guest. It would be. All in the family. She told me, um... All right, but go on. She so, told me a funny so story. You, your, your grandpa left like you with I'll tell the Rick James story later. But, um... Yeah, with me, it's more like... You get to live on to tell that person's story, how they affected mm-hmm. your life. Like, mm-hmm. they live on through you. There's a homie of mine. We, I went to San Diego a couple weeks ago, uh, one of his friends that he played football with in Kansas is off playing football in Germany now. And two of their friends that they are supposed to be at that, you know, going away party for him, they died in a car accident. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was in the car with him. This is my homie. We played football together in high school, uh, got into fist fights, all types of shit. But, like, that's just been, like, my little bro since I met him. He's, like, two years younger than me, but it's, like, I told him, it's like, man, those people, they their bodies are gone, but their memories that and the impact they had on you lives forever through you. And then your impact lives on through the next person. That's why people say, like, yeah, you ain't you might not have money, you might not be rich, but you're you have a whole lifetime of experiences that you pass on to somebody. Somebody might hold you in high order and exalt you. Mm-hmm. Damn near to the level of God after you're gone. Because, you know, energy doesn't die, it's transferred. So, like, <clears throat> that person doesn't die, they just transfer on to the next thing. Like, so, I mean, let's say the way that, like, with Brandon, like, if you were always working and you finally just say, you know, fuck it, I'm going to Coachella, you got the time <laughs> of your life. Shit, I was probably Brandon right there with you, like the spirit of the party with you. Like people don't really ever uh, go away unless you let them. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's usually how I get get over it, yeah. or not get over it, but more like get through the grieving process. Because it's like it sucks. Yeah, I'm like even now, think about Teamer, and I'm just like, literally, I remember we were just chilling in practice one day. Or most days, just talking shit in between drills. Not even about football, just about life or whatever. And, like, he was cutting hair. He used to see my mom all the time in the neighborhood, my little sister. And a month before he died, I was like, I'm going to stop by your shop. And right when I was going to stop by the shop, I saw something on IG, like, damn, they got the homie team. I was like, what? So I find out they closed the shop down where he worked at because people were going by shooting the shop. He got killed in Long Beach. During the pandemic last year, mm. some cats on the, uh, I think it was the north side of Long Beach, lit his car up out of 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. It was a nice car. You know, he worked really hard for it, self-made. Blew his car. Cats pulled up on him with, like, shotguns and shit, like, six of them. And I was like, who just does, like, that's some wild shit to do to somebody. And I still don't, I still haven't heard anything as far as, like, if they caught the people who did it, but it just lets me know, like, damn, life is short. Yeah. And, you know, you got to... You remember people... I think you remember people um, not only the way that they impacted you, but how they lived their life. Mm -hmm. Mm 
And I think now if they were like a no count piece of shit, then I mean, obviously it's kind of harder to think of that person. You think of like, well, yeah, they were flawed, but they tried. You always try to end it on a positive note when you try to memorialize somebody. I think just our brains as humans, like, cause we know, like we know our deepest, darkest flaws, but it's like, why did you just cut me off? I didn't. Go ahead, continue. Okay, I was like, that was weird. I'm actually fixing the sound so it doesn't have all that fucking white noise. I figured out oh, what it was. That white noise was, I was like, I, I figured out what going. it was. Because it, it was set to a condenser, it was set to a dynamic mic, and these are condenser mics. Oh, uh, okay. It was on the, um, on the menu. It was wrong. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But finish the story, though. You were talking about memorializing people. But yeah, like, I think the best way to kind of memorialize somebody is like, yeah, they got their demons. But it's like you fought because nobody really knows when they're going to go. You just gave it your best shot. And it's like, fuck it. If you can learn anything from somebody's life, they gave it their best shot. So you just got to. I mean, unless they're like Hitler or somebody like, yeah, you can't really fucking put a positive spin on that. Um, But anybody else, you can just be like, you can make anybody, you know, someone to like, okay. You don't have to be that person, but you can aspire to, like, tap into the human spirit and just keep going and thriving and take it to the next level. Like, yeah. it doesn't just... Death is really just a transition. It's not actually a permanent thing. I hope they understand that I really understand that they don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the way your perspective is is a good way to look at it. I find myself, because, you know, obviously COVID, a lot of people pass... A lot of people we didn't expect. You know what I'm saying? I had recently a homie. His name is Jack. R.I.P. to Jack. He got hit by a car on the same freeway as Brandon. Damn. On the same freeway. In the same area. And I work with him. And I would speak with him every day. And he was like the type of dude that literally he was first in the game of vending machines. He was telling me about this move to do ATM machines. He was in the crypto game. He was like an ambassador for Lightspeed which the company that we work with ended up getting it on a corporate level. And he was pissed because he was an affiliate. He would have made thousands and thousands off of the referral. And it's like people die like that where they're like right on the trajectory of where they're going. And it's like, damn, I wonder why. And I don't know if that's healthy if you continue to ask why. So, yeah. Because I was like with Nip died. It's like he was so he was doing it. He was right there. Yeah. Why would you take the person who was best suited to do it? Because... It's not all on that one person. Mm. It's on all y'all to collectively pick up the slack. And it's like they say, like, you know, God takes his angels because mm-hmm. he needs them. Yeah. What do you think? How do you deal with it? Um. Okay. So, so, yeah, I just feel everyone reacts super different to loss, you know, especially it depends on, you know, the level that you're at at that time of your life. But for me, you know, my mom, she passed a few years ago, seven years ago. Mm. And so I feel that, you know, she was a little ill and I saw her go through not being able to walk. Um, But at the end of the day, even when she wasn't able to walk, she was able to give, right. She was able to pour with so much love. She was able to help. Let's just say like people who didn't have a car at the time, she would drop them off to their appointment. She would check in on them. And I think just kind of witnessing that, Witnessing that type of um, connection to other people 
is something that I see reflected in what I do today. You know, mm. I'm able to really connect to people. How can I help you out? How can I make you feel good? How can I make your day easier? And also mm. I get to walk. I get to run. I get to do things that make me feel good, but I also get to like create a community around those things, you know? Um, so I think that's another aspect. You know, a lot of people talk about self-care mm. and that's cute. But I think sometimes we really do need community care. You know, people who go through the same shit that we go through, people who have a different perspective so that we could um, kind of navigate that. But yeah, grief never really goes away. You kind of just like you're like you're like Barry, you're saying it kind of transforms, right? So it transforms into beautiful things like something that hurt turns into something super beautiful. So, yeah, yeah. I think community is like a big part of that grief. Yeah. yeah, I like that, huh? I like that. <laughs> that uh, and by yeah, the that's, way, that's a good about said marathons. It most eloquently of all of us. Yeah, that was that was a nice uh, ribbon on that segment. Um, and dope. Congrats, you just finished the marathon, right? Woo! Yes, I did. Woo! Her third one in a row. Wow, y'all be out there killing the marathons. I be seeing you salute. I you. just got one. She got three. So, Shots and I just want to say, can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I just want to say one thing about that. Um, it has nothing to do with the miles. It has nothing to do with the distance. It has nothing to do with the event, right? It's who do you become throughout that time? Who do you become when challenges are like, when you're facing these challenges, who do you become? What do you learn? And again, who are you bringing with you and who are you inspiring, right? So I think that's a big thing that keeps me in uh, in that mindset. Like I, w- I want to keep doing them for that reason. That's what's up. So yeah. That's beautiful. That's a great outlook on it. Yeah. Continuously becoming. I'm gonna just push this XFL thing back because it's kind of petty. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, okay, I tried. We're on like a really great trajectory, so I'm gonna just dog. I don't have my sounds. I don't have my sounds. I would hit the one. <laughs> I'm gonna just talk about Derek Carr getting the contract extension. We can talk about this oh, XFL. Face, I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't even hit it with that one. All right, we'll, we'll talk about that in like a touchdown or turnover. How about that? That's fair, Pete. The, the oh, Megan Rapino thing. But yeah, so Derek Carr got a three-year, hundred twenty-one and a half million dollars. Why would you talk about that? Why would you skip the XFL and talk about that? Because this is happy news, and she just said some really happy shit. This is not happy news, but okay, go ahead. You already. <laughs> oh, so now it's not happy. You already. Oh, so said now it you hate no, Derek you Carr. You set it up. Just, just go ahead. Finish. That's interesting. Carry on. I didn't, I, Carry on. He's been literally so pro Derek Carr. I literally have not. I literally have columns on the record about how the Raiders should trade Derek Carr. So let's try again. But you're like, <laughs> if we don't want to, you don't want to start over at QB, so you're stuck with him. But they just paid him a three year no, contract. No, I just said that. That's really two years. No, I said that either you start over completely, or you get rid of him, him, or you build around him. Which they're, they're building around him. I think so. He gets his contract extension, pretty much a two year deal. He can walk pretty much after the third year, no trade clause. How you feel about that? Salute to him for getting his money. And he's gotten a lot of it in the past eight years. I'm and he got go Devontae. And he got Devontae. I'm, he just got glad, I'm just glad we got a little bit more cap space. Honestly. That's, that's a really great contract. Like, yeah. Shout out to Ziegler. Um, and whatever else happens is ultimately up to Carr. Like, there's no excuses this year. He has the best receiver in the league. It's his boy. They working together. Like, there's no excuses this year. He has everything around him. The defense is improved. The coaching should be improved. Everything should be improved. Got the stadium. No distractions there. Like, no excuses. That's it. Contract's done. Behind us. All right. 
Time to win a fucking Lombardi. You don't? Next. Do you feel thank like... You, bye. If the, thank you, bye. Thank you, next. Yeah, thank you, next. Whatever. Get Ariana Grande's lyrics right, please. So hardy. I don't want her fans coming after us. People, All right. Somebody died at a concert years ago, so, you know. So, should we move on to... Take your tangent? Sure. If I can find the drop. I was about to say, I was going to sit here like Charlemagne and wait for a drop. And try not to get punched in the face. Or slapped, for that matter. Alright, here we go. I think it's here. Do you know it's there? Or it doesn't want to play? Sorry, it was so damn loud. That's fine. Alright, um, so we'll just jump straight into the XFL. Um, some drama. From when they rebranded and dropped their logo last week. Uh, former uh, women's national team soccer player, uh, Megan Rapinoe, and all-time great WNBA basketball player, Sue Bird. They own a company called Together, and like they have a certain design for it. And they pretty much, Megan pretty much tweeted out The Rock, like, you want to cease and desist? Because you're about to get hit with a really fat lawsuit if all your XFL merchandise is literally the same logo that we use for our company. And people kind of flamed her for it. Yeah. So I looked at this right before we got on the air. And honestly, this is the most cloud-chasing shit I've ever seen. Like, here. Let, show, show them the logo. But basically, if you look at the logo... And you really zoom in closely. One, the main logo is just an X, right? And the XFL obviously has three letters. So that's already different, right? Two, the only similarities is there's like a split in the X, which any motherfucker with Canva could have (laughs) done. And three, we haven't really talked about it, but the XFL logo in itself is not that nice, bro. It should look like some Windows clip art from... Uh, 1997 like let's chill it to me it feels like they just wanted to trend jack some news saw the xfl logo because black and white is such a new combination that they just decided to get some rock clout rock clout by trying to start some fake twitter beef like chill not that serious did you find the the tweet? I'm trying to get a Megan's account to find it. You, He's looking you at found puppy it last videos time? right now. You found it last time really easy. So I typed the wrong thing. That's why that's right there. And oh, the okay. and if you scroll down, some users are like, more. Yeah, well actually your logo just looks like Under Armour turned to the side. So And then they put Hurley, that shit killed me. I think that's a <laughs> that's funny. A yeah. motorcycle logo, the like fucking Kiyosaki. No, Hurley's a, the clothing brand for like skateboarders and surfers. Yeah. yeah, but then there's also like a there's like a motorcycle um logo that looks just like their their logo on their website together and I was like That's cloud chasing, but also I'm pretty sure XFL wouldn't rebrand and be like Yeah. I'm like I'm pretty sure XFL wouldn't rebrand knowing that and then rebrand anyway. Even though I thought the first the first iter- the XFL logos from before uh, in the second iteration, I think we're nice. I guess they want to be more professional, more clean cut, kind of less like poppy, 
with it. When they does their season start? Next year. Oh, okay. Which brings me to my second uh, point. They um, announced the eight coaches for the XFL. And one of them is your favorite and my favorite, Wade Phillips. Son of bum. Yes, indeed. Former Rams defensive coordinator, Broncos defensive coordinator, Bills head coach, Cowboys? Patriots defensive coordinators, Cowboys defensive co- coordinator also, I think. The Chargers Cowboys too? head coach. Chargers yeah. defensive coordinator. He's been all around the league. One of the the godfathers of the, the modern 3-4 defense. Hall of Fame DB, former Raider, former Steeler, former Raven, Super Bowl champion, Rod Woodson. Yeah, his first coaching job since 2017. Where did he coach at? Uh, he coached with the Raiders in 2017. Um, this is one guy who I would definitely trust to teach blocking techniques, <laughs> even though he's a receiver. Uh, Heinz Ward. Oh, Heinz Ward, yep. That's, That's a good one. Uh, Anthony Beck, right? Yeah, for, uh, former first-round tight end out of Penn State. Bob uh, Stoops. Was last uh, coach at a high school, but okay. Jim. But he also did stuff with the NFL PA game, other stuff. They have guys out there. Bob Stoops, the only um, coach from the last edition of the XFL. He coached in the Dallas team. Damn, I'm not even the XFL beat reporter. You should be the one signing off all this shit. I mean, I'm wearing one press release. I mean, I'm just letting you get your shit off. And Jim Hazlitt, former Saints head coach. Yep. I think he was a Rams D coordinator, too, wasn't he? Special teams. All right. He was uh, the 2000 AP NFL Coach of the Year. Who knew? Terrell Buckley, College Football Hall of Famer, Florida State great. Um, And Reggie Barlow, head coach at Virginia State University for six years. Uh, Left him to the first undefeated regular season, the championship. Um, And was like an eight-year NFL veteran. So nice somebody seeing somebody from HBCU getting their you know, getting their shine. That's dope. Um let's see next. So Tom Brady's last touchdown ball um pretty much got sold or the sale of it it was voided at auction for Tom Brady's last touchdown. But since he is retired You definitely did this rundown in the car, bro. I didn't. Why the fuck would you put the coach's list on Taker Tangent? And you didn't even ask me if I had to take more tangent on it. You just listed the coaches and then moved on to Tom Brady. Because you already said it. You literally, like, said it. What else is there to say? It's a really dope okay. list. Did you have anything else to say? No, I'm just saying this. I don't think you had anything else to say. That's why I moved on. Sometimes I have shit to say. You're, you're, uh, you find ways to, like, one-up your shitty rundowns. Like, I was just like, damn. Disrespectful. Sometimes, you know, when I give a take or tangent, I don't really have shit to say. I'm just listening to hear what you. I have miss to the say. days when you had links in there. You know, where it was like <laughs> that you never God. looked at. Oh, that, that you never looked. That he never looked there at. Space that he never looked at. We and then he went in and changed like three things just now. Yeah, because that shit doesn't make any sense for a touchdown for take or tangent. It does. No, it's just what you just do take your tangent and touchdown and turnover as like the order in your head. You don't actually think like, oh shit, this makes sense for that. That makes sense for nah, that. I got nah, a you just make a like list. The past month, you I just ma- you just make the a list month, and I then haven't. put the subtitles wherever it looks like it. Fits. Sometimes I switch it though. 
I got a tangent. Can I ask you guys a question? I guess, man. This show's already go- going off the rails. <laughs> it's all good. What are your thoughts about how you do anything is how you do everything? I mean, that's kind of inconsistent because... I mean, I think that's the whole... It's a nice premise. It's the whole devil's in the details, right? Characters, what you don't see, like, right? That's mm-hmm. how I see that is, like, whatever... Whatever your bottom baseline is of how you would do anything really tells you how you would do everything if nobody was looking. Do you agree with it or you think that it's not true? I think it's not fully true. I think it's true. You think it's true? Yeah, because how you would do anything is how you would do everything if you could get away with that. That level. That level, that standard, that if you didn't have to deal with outside pressure. Mm, and why do you think it's not true? Because, I mean, if you're doing things you don't care about or you just, like, it's second nature to you, everybody just has different levels. Like, But then at some point, everything is going to get to that level, and so you're going to default to that second nature, that autopilot, that going through the motions. Sometimes, mm. but... It's just you know you can't get away with it with certain things. What if you're burnt so out? you change. Well, what is burnt out, though? Because there's some things that we got to do every day, and we can't get burnt out with like washing clothes, yeah. brushing our teeth, like oh, I get burnt out cleaning the house. Shit. Yeah, I get burnt he out gets too. Burnt out but cooking or trying to cook, you can't go. stay burnt out, right? So it's like I don't know because yeah, I had he might stay burnt out. <laughs> I had this conversation with a few people, and it got into like a whole argument at the bar. And they're like, nah, that's not true. I'm really great at work, but I suck at home. And then I talked to somebody that's very successful, and they're like, no, it's 100 percent true. I wash my clothes like how I negotiate a deal. And because I thrive in this, and this is the style that I do everything. And I'm like, huh, okay. I think you have to be mindful of doing everything, like being tapped in. You're like, you have to be emotionally and mentally tapped in. And now if you're emotionally and mentally tapped in, then yeah, I think that's true. But if you're not, and you just shut your brain off to certain things, because sometimes you just need to shut your brain off, well, then that's just how you handle things. Mm. I think that standard works for everybody, but it looks different to everybody. Yeah. So perspective is just always different. Like what, I'm rolling the fuck out of my eyes on this. <laughs> of course you are. Cause that's, you disagree completely. That's huh? what you do. You roll your eyes and you're just a curmudgeon at things. No, because like the little things of like. what the fuck a curmudgeon is. Do you know what a curmudgeon is? Another context how to use it in. It could have been any word in that place. Just so. say you don't know what a that grouch. is. No, I did not know. You're a grouch. I never heard that word until you told me right now. <laughs> Thank you. You could have just said that. You had, I was you had to give to me the run around. You had to, to give me the run around. His first time. vocabulary because he can't enunciate words sometimes. But is vocabulary really that important? It's not. How you do one thing is how you do all things. Is it? You it's just said you don't agree with that. But you just said you did. So if he don't, if he agrees with it and then he just went against his own moral code, then do you go against your moral code in every situation? This is going to be another tension of vocabulary. I'm confused. I don't know what, where the fuck we're at now. Yeah. We're just talking about the list and how like how you do anything is how you do everything. So the fact that he put the list together in his car is, you know, how it does everything. Damn. <laughs> Damn! That was good though. I was waiting for that to drop. Where'd you find this? Wow. Damn. My nah. boy just came through it. 
And, <laughs> I was waiting for that. Inception though. fucked you, bro. <laughs> no, I was just waiting for him to get to that point because I was like, here it comes. <laughs> it's okay. JD has the opinions. <laughs> Pete, Pete's knocked out, so Pete doesn't know what's going on, but I'm like, this is aimed at me. It might be. <laughs> I'm curious. Woo. But I mean, yeah, that's definitely. I think if you're consciously aware of that, then you can change it. Mm. But I think a well, lot of people just stuck let in the me pattern. ask you this. All right, so JD. Really so yeah, well, now we're now we're gonna get to the shit since we already since <laughs> Kenny's run down the joke. No, uh, it's not. We on point. <laughs> you don't even like talking <laughs> XFL. <laughs> so we were talking a little bit about this earlier in the day, and oh, I'm gonna ask shit. you this. Here we go. As someone who's had a multitude of both jobs, professions, careers, ways to make ends meet, mm-hmm. entrepreneur ventures, whatever the fuck you want to call it, you've done a lot of different shit. Mm-hmm. To you, how do you deal with like graduating and making that change and that transition? Like how how do you know when to like let shit go or when to like how do I know? How do you change? Like, how do you change? I mean, one, I think it just starts with a decision. I know as, as simple as that sounds, it starts with a decision. Like, hey, either I'm tired of what I'm doing now. I'm tired of the results I'm seeing. I'm, I'm exhausted on where I'm at. So you're either inspired by, you know, there's a, I forget what book, but you're either inspired by like the bad parts of your life mm. or you're inspired to see the good parts. Mm. And everybody's different. So mm. I've learned I've been inspired by the bad parts. Like, mm. fuck, I've gone through it. I've done different things. I've done everything. And then now recently I got to a point where it was like, okay, it looks like success. But what does my everyday feel like? Mm. And I'm in a transition right now. That's actually one of the reasons why I came on because I want to study what you got under 75 episodes. Mm. Like, respect. Big ups to touchdowns and tangents. Yep. And I, I'm just a student right now. And Man, I'm like, I don't know why I closed my laptop. We're recording. <laughs> God damn right, it. We're still recording. We're still how recording. you do one thing is we're how good. you do all things. There you go. We're good. We're good. We're good. Sabotaging unnecessary moments. Right. But going back to it, it's like you're either inspired by the things that you want to change in your current life or you're inspired by the things that you want to see in your future become your current life. And mm-hmm. I've learned in myself and doing all these different ventures, I'm usually influenced when I have a fucked up situation in front of me. And I'm learning to figure out, okay, how do I set a goal and get to the goal first? And how do you balance that vision, that imagination, that goal, whatever you want to call it, right? Mm -hmm. Big picture with what you can control and what you can see in front of you and what you can practically feasibly accomplish and manage. Like, how do you make those ends meet? Yeah, I feel like I'm still learning that. Yeah. I haven't found balance yet, or at least in, you know, the different ventures I do, I give everything to all that I got. And basically, if there's something a little bit more that I can do to make it better, that's the direction I've seen myself going, that little bit more. Mm. So something that I'm doing right now that, you know, I'm excited for because I feel like it's a, a, a version of me maturing. Like right now, I do insurance. I had the Rams tickets I was flipping, but it's the off season. I do Turo. I have some land. I have a juice company. But it's like... I'll be honest, sometimes I'm not on time with rent. And to to have all these things in my freaking, in my like pocket right here, and I'm doing all these different things. And it's like at a certain moment's notice, I can't travel and go to this place. Or if I'm not on time on rent or a bill or something, and I've worked this hard to get this far, something has to change. Because I'm always doing just enough to get a little bit better. 
So what I decided is, hey, you know what? I analyze all the ways that I make money. And I'm like, oh, wow. The lowest income has came from this, this, and that. So I'm starting to cut that out. Mm. Then my highest income has come from this, this, and that. I'm starting to lean into that, focus on that more. And one of the sacrifices I'm making now is I just sold two of my cars this week. I have three left. I'm probably going to sell two more. But that's going to free up about $1,400 a month. And even though I was making money, like Toro is a great opportunity for people that want that opportunity. But at the end of the day, for me doing insurance and Toro, I felt like a highly paid car washer, mm. <laughs> like, to be honest. And it's yeah. a great opportunity if you scale it. But it came to a time where I'm either scaling or getting out. So right now I'm getting out and I'm leaning into what's been working, which is the insurance game, finances, talking to people. But I get burnt out sometimes in that, in that sphere. And when we talk about burnout and how do you deal with it? Well, I looked at... What are the things that burn me out and what are the things that give me energy? Mm. I get energy from other people, teaching, learning, figuring things out, you know, shooting the shit, whatever. So I figured out, okay, what burns me out? Calling people, dialing paperwork. So I'm in the midst of talking to more people, choosing leadership compared to the, the admin work. Mm. And it's like, if I can audit my day and the things that burn me out versus the things that give me energy, I'll pay money to do more things that give me energy. That way I get my energy back or at least I get my mood and my stabilization of like emotions. Cause when you feel burnt out, your emotions fuck you up. Your money gets fucked up. It's like, you, you don't want to go through that. And I've been on both sides and it's like, okay, let me lean in to what's most important. Where's the goal that I want to get to. So I set that first and it's, it's not balanced yet, but it's going to come because I believe it. <laughs> well, that was, that was really helpful for me too, just because everything I've been going through the past couple of months, Mm. Um, I feel like just just like you said, man. Like, really trying to understand, like, granularly, like, why do I feel a certain way? What is it that? Because, like you said, your experiences either give you energy or they drain you energy. Mm -hmm. So I'm just looking at it a lot more tactically in terms of that. Like, what's the input and what's the output? Right. Beyond just the money. Well, it I mean, it's the money is part of it, but it's also the time. It's also the time that goes into prepping for that time, mm -hmm. which is something that I've been a lot more mindful of, like just the, the mind shifts it takes sometimes for me to have calls with people. Right. Like or to meet with people like it's not just the time. It's not just the traffic, but it's the time and the interruption from doing whatever I need to do. Mm. What, here's a question for you. What's the one thing that you could do every day that'll help you get towards the goals that you set up in your mind? Help people? Help people. How? Like just helping people reach their goals. Like helping people make shit happen. But what's the activity? Know. Is that calling somebody? Is that an email? Is that starting a course? Is Solving that Solving problems. Troubleshooting listening and like really diving into like okay what is the unique issue here and what are some solutions that we can try and test but then you got to get to a point where you're in that conversation with solving a problem right so how do you talk to more people to solve their problems what's that activity look like mm -hmm. a podcast your podcast <laughs> podcast hey that's cool know. if it is i don't know that means you need more episodes bro what's up <laughs> but no there's there's two questions that i ask myself like i've this past year i've invested a lot into coaching 
And it's like, I will spend whatever it takes to get me to where I want to get to now. Because now that I've done insurance and COVID happened, like, I finally know what it feels like to make money. And, oh, wow, it's great, but it's not really that great. <laughs> this is literally the conversation I was just having with this man earlier. <laughs> yeah. uh, Making look. money is great, but it's not really that great. Like, if you, don't feel fu- if you don't get some type of fulfillment with the money that you make, how do you change it? Because then you end up burnt out anyway, and the money doesn't matter no more. Because what I was, was, uh, I was explaining to him is I was like, I remember when... I was making 15k. It was like if I had 30, I'd be good. When mm-hmm. I was making 30, it was like if I got 50, I'd be good. And I got 50, it's like okay, it, now I got to get to 80, mm-hmm. right? And then when you get to 80, it's like you want to get to 100, and it's like it's not even just the talk, to- the toxic ambition in terms of like checking the box. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what else is going up with that? Mm, right like so i'm putting exactly so i'm putting more energy into that 80k like i'm putting more bandwidth into it if i'm not doing exactly what i want to do even though i'm getting more in exchange it's costing me more Mm -hmm. and so it's like your expenses rise your apartment gets bigger your car gets nicer you know all of a sudden you got kids all of a sudden you got whatever x stocks you got property you got ventures you got all these things and all of a sudden it's like Fuck, I still feel like I'm making 30K, even though I'm not. Like, Yeah, man. And I, I posted a video that is kind of, it got crazy feedback. I didn't expect it to get so much feedback, but I said, like, the stress has to be worth the success. Mm-hmm. If you find success in something, but you're stressed the fuck out and you can't live with yourself, stop. Yeah, The money's not worth it. Get and your that, peace of mind back. That's the moment that we're having right now as a, as a society with the great resignation, with yeah. you know everything that's going on. And the hustle culture. I like how you said, you said toxic, toxic what? Toxic ambition. ambition. Yeah, toxic ambition. Because I think sometimes we work ourselves to death and then we end up looking back five years and we really didn't do much. Yeah, and for me, I'm okay with that outcome. I just mm-hmm. want to make it easier for people ahead of me and I don't want to be forgotten. Yeah. So that's why, like, even when I talk, like, I talk a lot about my funeral. Like, I want to have the most lit party, the most lit playlist. Like, mm. and to some people, that's morbid, but to me, it's like, I'm okay with working till I die. Like I'm, I'm fine with that outcome. Like yeah. for me, I'm fine with that. I just want it. I just don't want it to be for nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? I wanted to help the people behind me. I wanted to help create a legacy. Like I want people to learn something from it so that I didn't just break my back for nothing. But ultimately I'm fine with breaking my back in the process. It's just it's like a part you said, of your purpose. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of tied into what I was saying is like, well, I can find a way to be happy. Like, think about it. We were all broke college students at one point. Right. But we were happy as fuck at one point. Lit. Every day. We made day. it work. You made <laughs> shit work. Oh, like, $7, bro. You How we end up being drunk every day yeah, with no money? $7, bro. How the fuck did I manage to go to every event possible in college and found free food for people? Man. I fed like a whole floor of people one time. Got Free food. Got <laughs> countless. Got my homeboy... I got too many people asked. Like, I literally, like, I was like, just come to this event, blah, 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 chat it up, get some food, and then, you know, boom, homie got a girlfriend. There we go. I wonder who helped you do that. But I'm like, nah, I'll oh. get my fee later. Don't worry. But also, oh. just like, hell, we met, like, at an event, and I was like, I was coming from an event with food. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just, my, like, I, my gift has always just been talking to people and being able to empathize. So it's like, all right. It makes sense why you guys have a podcast. 
Yeah, because it's like, who else would put up with this fucking guy for 275 episodes? But but real shit, though, 275 episodes is a huge accomplishment. Like, you guys are about to hit 300, and that's exciting. Yeah, and it's like once a week. It's not like we, because du- if we doubled up and did two a week, we already, we'd already be well over 500. Well, if you loop in all the, the side episodes, we're like Fourth probably th- at 300. Nice. Nah, like 285. Like- so I would say, going back to how we talked about, you know, not being burnt out and, and figuring out this balance game thing, I always ask, like, two questions, and this will help everybody. One is, what's the one activity that you could do every day to get you closer to that goal that you set up for yourself? And track the activity, track if you hit it, and for whatever that is for you, I mean, it could be talking to somebody, it could be dialing your phone, it could be making a post on Facebook or writing a blog. Like, track that activity. And then the second question is, What's one thing you could do today that will give you returns multiple times for the rest of your life? Like a podcast, like content, like residuals. I think I finally got to the point where I know what that is and I'm ready to do it. Like once I switched from 24 hour to Planet Fitness Mm -hmm. and I started going, I was like, okay, good. I'm back in the gym. Like this feels right. I know what I need to work on and how long I'm going to be there. So like one time I was at the gym for like four hours. I was like, what the fuck? Mm. But it felt like 20 minutes. Like, I did two hours of cardio, but I did stretching mm, throughout. That's my personal time. Health is a thing, though, for sure. And it's like, I'm not going for, like, I'm not running a marathon. I hate when he gets serious, like, like bro, shut up. You're hurting my feelings right now. I'm talking about something <laughs> serious. Like, bro, chill. Nah, shut up, because you do that a lot. <laughs> you do. I get serious, and you're like, Chill. I'm fucking around. Chill. We literally were fucking you around do that when you got serious. Me too. Nah, but I'm like funnier than you, so like it works better. Like, so get back. So you were on the anyway. you were in the gym for two hours. Yeah, so I was like, how many calories you burn? <laughs> it was definitely like 900 the first hour, and like 850 the second hour. That's dope. But like no, nah, I no nah, like the last really like the last hour I was just fucking around on my phone sitting in massage like a massage chair. Hey, respectfully, eight eighty five point zero is not the same as eight fifty. Just so you know, <laughs> shut the fuck just up. Just so you know, dog. <laughs> well, guess, you ain't burning no motherfucking eight hundred and fifty calories in an hour, bro. Yeah, I can. What, what were you on a hamster wheel of God? <laughs> like, stop what? moving your feet, asshole! Like. It's not that hard. It's not that hard of a concept. Just don't stop moving your feet. But no, the only reason why I'm giving him shit was because one time he was like, "Yeah, I was inclining 275," and I was like, "All right, bet." I was. And then two weeks later, and then two weeks later, we go to LA Fitness. I said I benched 275. This motherfucker pissed the nerve on my shoulder. With a a plate on. What a plate sh- on, bro. Fuck my shit up. I embarrassing me, bro. Embarrassing me. Couldn't even hit the plate. I was like, dog, you're one of the best. just put the weight on and wore, I was like, fam, I told you I pinched a nerve in my goddamn shoulder. Like, anyways, continue. So, your two hour gym story. It was like, there was a stretch. <laughs> it would have been done an hour ago. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> but here we are. I didn't, I didn't interrupt you one time when you talked about Brandon. You dick. <laughs> So anyway, go ahead. So but health. Now, you're talking about uh, health. You're talking about but the yeah, one so thing that returns over and over. Uh-huh. Really, it's like, all right, let me go to the gym. Really, I just need me time. So it's like mm-hmm. I work out for like really two and a half hours. Then the other hour and 50 minutes, I'm just fucking around. It's like I go from like eight to like midnight. Or like not, well, like I'm just there. So you got the part-time shift at the gym. <laughs> Damn near. I might as well. 
But they definitely be hooking up giving me like 20 minutes on the fucking massage chairs because nobody else is there. It's like, you might as well just keep the machine going, bro. I'm here. But um, no, nah, like that just resets my day. It's like, okay, I got some work in. And I feel like if you get some work in every day, that's better than going once or twice a week and then you're trying to fucking overload. Like, because I've done that in the past. And I just, uh, I, that's how I fucking pinched over my shoulder. Like, I was lifting too much too often. And it's like, okay, I went three times a week. Well, if I you're mean, lifting for four hours in the gym, that was probably. I didn't lift problem. for four hours, you fucking idiot. Why would <laughs> okay, I do wait, that? Wait, wait, wait. Who lifts for four hours? <laughs> Nobody. Let's get back to the point. So, you have a goal, right? And then the other Help? part is like writing more. Like, I have okay. a bunch of shit in my draft that I'm actually starting to publish. There we go. So it's like, okay, I'm just going to keep doing those two things, and that'll make my day easier, help manage my stress, because the money's going to come. And I feel like if you could find a balance at 15K, 20K, 30K, 40K, 50K. A week? No, I'm just saying, like, just whatever you're making a year. Okay. Like, if you can find, like, okay, I'm only working this job for so long so I can get to here. Mm. And then I'm going to go here. And obviously you want to keep progressing to a point where it's like, I really care more about my time than I do how much money I'm making. Mm. And more than the career field I'm in. Because like in my spare time, I want to do what the fuck I want. And this is one of the things I want to do with my spare time. And I feel like by writing more and, and obviously like my mom, him, he's like, you have a gift. You need to use it. I feel like if you spend more time actually exercising your gift, and exercising, like, your mental and physical match up eventually. Mm. So that's kind of what I'm working towards now. And that's you're good. an asshole. Why? Because you're just are. I so just, let, just let's stay on this that. topic because I like it. So you're saying exercise, you're doing that daily or how often? Like four times a week. Four times a week. Okay. And then writing, you're doing blog posts or what are you writing? Just random. Like, I'm starting to, like, flush out. I have, like, random shit written in my iPhone, like, in my notes. And I'm like... Well, How many times just, a week then? How many times can you publish? I've started publishing like twice. I got some stuff on Medium. So twice a week. But now I'm going to eventually go up to like probably four times a week. I'm going to publish something on Medium. Four times a week? That's what you're going to do? That's the plan. Starting when? Starting like Sunday. Because I, like I have like days off where it's like, okay. Outside of watching my nephew. Mm-hmm. Outside of going to the gym. I can allocate time to write, but I just need to be like in a setting to where I'm like totally unfucking bothered and left alone. Would you say 10 blogs a month is fair then? Yeah, that's fair. 10 blogs a month. So in from now to the end of April, I'm going to see at least five blog posts. Yeah. And then in May, I'm going to see another 10. Yeah, I can do that. What you going to put on that? I mean, half, some of it might be sports. Some of it might just be personal. Just that's fine. Me, like stream of consciousness. And if you don't, um, Did you have to get the money back when you gave the hundred back? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I should have. <laughs> that hurts. Damn. Sorry. No, no worries. No, no money back. Don't no worry. No it took me four no years, bro. Damn. Give me talk. Journey to a hundred. You're a dick. That's Journey what? through. I was Journey through it. Through. <laughs> I was through all the exercise. I was through all the commitment. That's I was through it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god But the journey's not over I'm gonna do it again Y'all can quote me on it That's why I'm like Look Look Real shit 
things fall off when you don't set the goal and set the vision. And if there's nobody there to back you up and push you and say, hey, you fucking up, bro. What's up? It's yeah. just, it's easy to come back. And people know. Hello, my name is Pete Camarillo. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point, though. But that's why I think accountability is going to be important. And, like, all of this fucking isolation shit is over now. So we could actually come back to these conversations and check people out and be like, yo, did you get your five posts in this last week? Did you, you go know? to the gym this? Yeah, did you get your gym? Like, she, her goal right now is 100 miles in the month of April. So we're, we're helping her keep accountable, too. You know, she already did her marathon, but what's after the marathon? That's when I gained my weight back. The marathon mm. continues. The marathon continues, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was corny as fuck. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And to, um, okay, oh, sorry. I muted you because you're out. Go ahead. You're back on. So I think, too, we're talking about, you know, a goal. And I think that's a good, you know, umbrella to everything. But I'm on this book right now. It's called Atom- Atomic Habits. Hey. Mm. So you're kind of learning, like, yeah, the goal it's great to kind of have like an overview of what you want to achieve. But then it's like, if you don't have the habits to achieve the goal, that goal doesn't mean anything. It's kind of just like a wish, you know, but then you you don't have like a foundation to build up on it. So yeah, I think it's super important to have habits and um, yeah, I just wanted to say that. Well, I think, well, like when I think of the atomic habit, I think of like, the butterfly effect like it just mm. you're starting to have it for a reason to hit a certain goal but ultimately you don't know what's gonna come out of that once mm. that habit impacts your life like you you don't you can't fathom it that's why i was telling him even with the money is like you know once it comes like you can't fathom it you like it it no, I can fathom having it, a lot it of money. Doesn't, it doesn't make sense. No, but I'm just saying, like, even with us, like, if yeah. someone came in and gave us $10 million, like, we could find ways to fuck it off really quick. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? But we don't know what it's like to just have $10 million in the bank. And not even just, like, someone gave it to you and not even just, like, you saved it, but, like, that's just your disposable income. Right. Like, that's just your cash flow. Like, you can't fathom that until you're in that situation. Because when you're in that situation, the conversations you're in are different. The people you're around are different. The spaces that you're in are different. Right. And But to your point, like, if you don't have the habits when you get to that situation, then it's all a facade. It's fake. It's, yeah. it, it ends. And that's something I learned the hard way with my journey through. <laughs> I'll be yeah. honest. I was so focused on the goal, what happens when you reach it. I was so focused on the marathon, what happens when you reach it. You know what I'm saying? Like, the goal is not the end. If there's a destination, you're already doing the process wrong. Mm -hmm. So now, learning from all these mistakes and reading the book Atomic Habits, it's like, yo, what habits can I create now Mm -hmm. that'll give me trajectory to live the life I want forever instead of just hitting a goal? And I think community, accountability, all these things we're talking about right now is important for each other because I care about y'all. I fuck with you. I want you to do well. And if you feel the same way, I hope you keep me accountable too. That, that's a good way to transition. So, with that, let's get back to football for a little bit. Let's yep. uh, speed through the the uh, touchdown or turnover. Oh, uh, uh, now you want to speed through it? Well, I, I already skipped uh, take your tangent. So, goddamn. <laughs> the the better question is, can I find the drop? Here we go. Can you? Know? All right, first one, Kenny. 
Let's see. Channing Crowder calls Russell Wilson a square and a lame, and Sierra only with him with the money for money. Touchdown or tangent? Touchdown or turnover? I mean, honestly, I'd rather have you go first because I'm still paying for um, another hour. Give me a second. This is this is your your bid. <sighs> I thought you were gonna have something to say. Fine, I'll go in. Just all right. Pay that shit for me. You you can use Apple. Hey. Yeah, which is on my phone. Just hand me hand me back, and I give you the password. But um, yeah, when it comes to that whole situation, I think people gotta people know what Ch- Channing Crowder meant by that. Like, let's be honest, Sierra has been through multiple rappers and industry dudes. Russell Wilson, Sierra. Yep. Yep. They're not together no more. No, they are. Oh. Okay. Anyways. I don't even think that makes sense for touchdown or turn over. That's why I didn't what touch it. What the hell did you do? Uh, anyway, bottom line is, um, I mean, if you look at his fiance before he got, uh, you know, that, that first fiance with the one, if the picture where her mouth is like all the way open, like the fucking alien from the movies, it's really disturbing. Um, and allegedly Golden Tate smashed his fiance. People see him as like, a lame who didn't know Sierra's history married her, put babies in her when she already has like multiple, like baby. She already has future as a baby daddy. So it's like most people with street smarts are going to be like, you don't wife her up because she's still on IG naked twerking when she got multiple kids by you. But like you got to leave NFL events because future performing that makes you look bad. She's like routinely made you kind of look bad on some low key Jada Will Smith type shit. <laughs> and you being in charge of that, like you, that being your woman, and you kind of. You still haven't addressed if it's a touchdown or a turnover. That's what, this is a take or a tangent no, topic. Bro. I said for him when he said but that. But do you understand the difference now? No, I'm saying, I said it was a touchdown for what Channing was saying when they were like, no, you're being too harsh. It's like, nah. Russell's kind of lame. It's great that they're a happy family together, but Sierra has is has way more street smart than him. And All right. Can, can you him. add time and answer these questions at the same time? I will give it a shot. All right, man. Well, next up, Kyler Murray says he wants to play until he gets a new deal. Touchdown or turnover? Uh, I don't know what the hell Kyler Murray is doing, but he should probably just cool out. I'm gonna say it's a they turnover. Might trade his ass for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's a turnover unless he's really like dead ass set on going back to baseball. Because otherwise, bro, you're really gonna sit out a prime year in your career, like when this is the chance to make big money, big guaranteed money, like especially with the Deshaun shit, dog. With Deshaun, with Deshaun's contract. If I'm Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray, you can't tell me I can't get a full deal because this motherfucker did all this shit and still got a guarantee, and he doesn't even know if he's going to play this year. Pretty much. That deal was wild. Yeah. Kenny said $234 million guaranteed? Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Damn, that kind of money could have brought LeBron back. What about- Bro, I want LeBron the fuck out of oh, – just please get LeBron out of L.A. Send him to the Knicks so he and James Dolan can go to war. All right, here's the one I've been wanting to get to this whole time before the power cuts off because uh, Kenny's trying to put time on right now. But uh, 
Sammy Watkins signs a one-year deal for $4 million with the Green Bay Packers. Touchdown or turnover, Kenny? I mean, I'm going to call that a turnover because you're just going to get hurt and miss most of the season. And uh, It's cold as fucking Green Bay. Yeah. And when you have knee injuries and nerve injuries, well, shit's not great for your joints. I don't, I don't know why this dude has so many struggles with technology. When I had to add time, I literally just hit Apple Pay. Like, oh, you put your card in there already? Yeah, everything is right. Was good to go, and I just sent you money so you could just use the Apple Pay. Well, whatever. I'm already here. Is I'm Sammy Watkins? Uncle, he's injured right now, or no? Nah, well, he was all injured off and on last year. Um, but when he was healthy at the beginning of the year, when um, Bateman was down and Hollywood was out, yeah, he he was playing well for the Ravens. So that's a little breath of fresh air for Aaron Rodgers, though. Yeah, exactly. Because he paid, he got paid so much to come back. Yeah, and they don't they don't really have any receivers. Like, period. They lost their number one and number two receivers. So yeah, there's room for Watkins to make an impact, and if it pays off, he's still only 27 years old, so he can still get one more big contract. I'll say as a touchdown. But, for the yeah. Packers. Yeah, I think it's a touchdown too because he's already made his money, but if he can make a little bit more, he has that extra motivation. So And the running backs are strong oh. again. You have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. He was the number four pick for a reason. If he can get back to seventy five percent of that, it's he's, over. He's got a good chance. Now that I've paid for the room and we're good, I can just say it's over. He's a role player. For the rest of his career, yeah, he pro- he might be. He won't have five hundred yards, receiving. but for four more, four he'll have five hundred yards receiving. Bro. Do you want to put money You're on being that? Disrespectful. Do you want to put money on that? <laughs> You're being disrespectful. I think you want to put money, money on, on it. it. I All think right, you talking go. shit like let's you want to put money 100. on it. All right, let's do a hundred. We'll do a hundred then. Yeah, stupid. All right, Robert Tanyan. Ooh. Aaron Jones, that's the tight end who had 10 TDs before he tore his ACL. Oh, okay. Um, Aaron so Jones is like form? second on the team in receiving as a running back. I think he had like 77 catches. He's healthy again now, right? Yeah. And it's yeah, a two-back system, so they're both fresh, him and A.J. Dillon. He's so well. you got him. They could take two receivers in the first round, honestly. They could take two receivers in the draft. So that just pushes Sammy Watkins down even more. Um, but 500 yards the whole season? That's disrespectful. 500 yards, 17 games? Okay, fine. You want to up the stakes? Are you changing your mind? Do you think he, you think he'll, he said 1,000. He said he would hit 1,000, and if he hits 1,000, I got to get him a stake. I don't believe that's going to happen. Well, 100 is more than a stake. 500 is actually kind of nice, if I'm being honest. Anyway. He might not make the team. Randall. Damn. Cobb is his guy. Stop it, bro. Randall Cobb. Um, Stop it Former Iowa State receiver And by the way I called this move At the beginning of the offseason Katie left me, left me out the room And I believe I said You saw what Randall Cobb did bro That's all I'm going to say He had like three touchdowns In one game this year Cause he Aaron feeds Randall his guys Randall Cobb bro Aaron feeds his guys That's what you're missing The point Aaron Rodgers Losing Devontae He'll just make another one Alright sure Next up Next up, Tom Brady, last auction ball. It went for, I believe, 500K at first, and then he came back and was basically only worth like 50K. <laughs> so the sale was voided at the auction just because it obviously wasn't his last touchdown ball. I know Brady tried to make good by donating to the dude's charity or whatever, but. Give me some Bitcoin. Anyways, touchdown or, or turnover, Brady's. 
auction getting voided. I mean, it's a touchdown for the dude who fucking didn't lose four hundred and fifty thousand, right? Yeah, and for tax purposes, I mean, yeah, I would call it. I mean, it's a turnover for the next guy who catches a touchdown from Brady. All right, the Rams are recruiting one more All-Pro. I don't believe this story. Former uh, Defensive Player of the Year, Stephon Gilmore. And that Defensive Player of the Year was questionable because Darius Leonard kind of deserved it more than him, but whatever. Touchdown or turnover, Gilmore getting interest with the Rams and the Colts. I could see the Colts because they have more money to pay him. But the Rams, he wants a ring. He already got a ring. He wants a ring. He already got a ring. He got a ring in New England. He already got a ring, and he already went home, so I Mm. think he's good. He's going to go to the highest bidder. That would just be a smart move. Uh, Whoever has the most money left, hey, pay me a certain amount. I'm already better than your best corner. Um, You can draft a corner, and that dude can play nickel, but I'm going to be your best corner. You might as well live and die with that Uh, because he's not going back to Buffalo. Yeah, I think the Colts would be a, a touchdown just because, like you said, they have the most money to to pay him. And at this point, if you haven't gotten a deal yet in free agency, you're not getting a fat deal. Yep. Did they ever get Julio Jones? No, nah, he's still free agent, but he mm-hmm. should go to the Colts. He him. should. They got Matt Ryan. Yep. All right. The Cowboys announced the first uh, crypto partnership in the NFL. They are partnering with blockchain.com, touchdown or turnover, Kenny. I'm going to recluse myself from this conversation. <laughs> I was about to say. I was conflict like, I was about to hand it back to you. Like, it's a you conflict sure? of interest. Why? So you answer. He can't even say why it's a conflict of interest. That's how much of a conflict of interest it is. Ah, uh, okay. It's fucked my interest. It's, 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 wor- I'll tell it's you worse. It's worse than a sundown conflict of interest. Okay. It has real life consequences. <laughs> Can I have some feedback after? Yeah, I'll tell you after. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you the tea after. Off mic. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a touchdown for all the guys who already have NFTs. I mean, there's already the narrative that people say NFTs are bullshit because it's not really art. It's just really just, you know, digital items with perks and shit that they'll give you that you're paying for. But there are people getting rich off NFTs all the time. So, I mean, if you there are some NFTs that totally fail, and then there are some that win and make money. It's kind of really just all a gamble at this point. It's all branding, but it's bro. better to be. Yeah, it's better to be in it. It's easier to make more money through an NFT than it is to try to go the old established way to get bread through marketing. When you can just market yourself in an NFT, and you're in the NFL, you're the, NFL, you're the Dallas Cowboys. It's Texas. It has the fucking GDP of most countries. Well, it's funny because like you know Coachella is going on this weekend, and this is like the cheapest. Year ever to buy a Coach Hill ticket. Mm, like my friend, sickening. Max, he bought a ticket for two hundred dollars. Damn. Today. Sick, yeah. Bro. So that's. I wonder why it's so cheap though. Because Kanye, Kanye left. pulled out. Oh, Weekend okay. might pull out. And yeah. Who else is going to headline? Who else you haven't seen? Yeah. What if Bad Bunny shows up? Bad Bunny can do more. Plus by inflation, man. It's it's a weird time right now. Like everything's gonna cost more. The gas to get there, the food to eat there, the water to drink. Everything's gonna be up. So and who yeah. the fuck wants to go? But the funny thing was, so like people I know who were selling it were thinking about just like, well, I'll just go for one day. 
I'd rather do that than sell it for two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just go for two days and sell it, or just go late one day, or whatever. You yeah. know, just just do it on my terms rather than eat five hundred dollars. Who wants to go to Indio? But <laughs> but the reason, the other reason why they were thinking about keeping it was because it also comes with the NFT. Coachella so, does. Yeah, the Coachella mm-hmm. ticket comes with the NFT. So. The Rams playoff tickets came with NFTs too. Yeah, all of them. Nice. Which, yeah. I can tell you more about that out there, but they're kind of a scam. But yeah, I think it's still a win though. Like as far as for the business side of things, you saw what the Staples Center did with Crypto. dot com partnership. I haven't you mean, seen you it mean yet. Brypto? I haven't <laughs> seen it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the the center formerly I, known as Staples. I, yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, basically that, that's how we refer to it here on this. this that's, the, that's the only way I acknowledge it. Is just, it was like seven hundred million though. Was it was it seventy or seven hundred? I feel like it was seven hundred. I get it, man. But still, like you sold yeah. the soul of an arena, and you know what that means, for right? Crypto, like for all crypto that stadium's gonna look different. Like all the photos, all that stuff is gonna be auctioned off because. Generation Z don't care about it's photos. It's they want NFT, videos. It's NFT now. Yeah, it's worth they want more. videos. They want it's NFTs. gonna be like Harry Potter with the moving film on the side. Yeah, be kind of tight though. Yeah, lucky. it would. But it, I don't Sad. know, man. I'm I'm nostalgic. I, I like photos. I'm an old school kind of guy. And the Clippers got an arena coming up too. Yeah, so. it's gonna be lit. But they Have can a train. Barely right make there. the playoffs into. And and, and, and then they can take the Lakers banners down in the forum. So you don't have. Any banners to put up? So okay, how are you we gonna can take a take banner down? down? What you gonna do? Put up a wash rag? Put a picture bro, of Patrick I hope, Beverly's I face? I hope they put that shit right in the dumpster, bro. Right next to that old fish fry spot, bro. First off, <laughs> watch your fucking mouth yeah, about yeah. that fish fry spot. That <laughs> right. place was fire until they shut it down. But that place was fire. Fucking Steve Ballmer ruined that whole air. man. That fish. Steve Ballmer didn't ruin that. Steve Stan Kroenke did. Whoever Rogan the fuck caused that fish spot to turn to shut down, fuck you and your mama. The city of Inglewood. So there. I guess the Inglewood mayor, right? Yep. Well, I mean, he been selling the city out. All right, last one. Foul shit going on. Last one. Uh, ongoing Kaepernick watch. Uh, Who? I didn't put that on the rundown. <laughs> I put that on there. I don't I'll put that I don't on want to talk about Kaepernick ever again, bro. Even if we end up better as friends. But he also, to, the reason why we're talking about it is because this was these are three personalities that make our rundown consistently oh linked together. Chad Johnson, Brandon Marshall, House of Athlete? Close. Chad Johnson, Michael Vick, and Colin Kaepernick were all working out together. Touchdown or turnover? See? Now it's newsworthy. Touchdown. Because I told you the the I didn't give a fuck at the Michigan spring game where he was throwing. <laughs> I don't care now. We both everybody knows he's never playing the NFL again. What about the XFL? I'm gonna say it's he a, could if he wants to, but really I'm gonna say it's just, I'm gonna say it's a touchdown because to your point, I don't care. But I do care because Ocho Cinco and Michael Vick have both made names for themselves off the field and I hope that they can get in Kaepernick's ear and say, "Hey, bro, you can still come back out and talk be to the influence people with the people, and you can still make shit happen." Not I'm going to say a gag order. What I am going to say though is it's a turnover because the only motherfucker wearing cleats in that picture was old ass Ocho Cinco. So oh, yeah, Brandon had he over here giving cleats. out the most. He he's still out here giving the most juice because Pepe still got the fucking juice. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> You can still run routes to this day. Him and T.O. I can't wait to the FCO uh, league 
starts back up. Steve Smith should get in there. Nah, Steve Smith definitely watched. Like, think so? All, small dudes like that is done. Put him at corner. Him? No. Him and AI. Put him at free safety. Him and AI. I will put Steve Smith at free safety. Nickel. At 5'9". Five, five, Tyrone Mathea. <laughs> what? Honey Badger. Honey Badger. Tyrone Matthew. Whatever. There was He's really was a nickel corner Rams. and he hasn't been that great in coverage. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right. Let's get to the rants. Um, you want to go first, JD? She's the guest. What is it, rant? Yeah, so you pretty much just call out whatever's on your heart. You got one to two minutes. Just say whatever you want to say. Sell promo. Leave something with. Leave people with some influential. Want to close the show? Y'all want to close the show? Uh, I'll let her close. I'll go in between. Okay, I'll close it. Got to think of it. Go ahead. How the fuck are you going to close our show? All right. All right, I I won't close your show. He clearly wants to go last. That's why I said it. Let me get one. Let me get the middle. Hold on. He's going to jump in at the last second and just shit on whatever you say. I'll just go first to set it off. I'll go after him. I'll get out the way. Thanks for having y'all, for y'all coming on. This is wonderful. We have like 45 minutes of lost content that the world will never hear. Something like that. But honestly, some of honestly all our shows were like some of our best content and shit we just don't ever post. Like it's just natural pre show energy. So I mean this is cool. Um uh, honestly I'm just waiting till the draft. So um I guess we'll we'll figure out that situation with the thing in Vegas. I don't know. We may or may not be in Vegas covering the draft, allegedly, potentially. We'll see how that shit goes. But shout out to um Phil uh from No Fifth the Truth. Yesterday was his birthday. And um yeah, they're gonna be in Vegas covering the NFL draft, full media access. So salute to all the people we know who got full media access. We'll be there next year with full media access and not have to have these issues. <clears throat> but I mean, you know. Did you ask Phil if he got an extra credential? I mean, I don't think that's how that works. You could ask. You never know. I mean, I'm not the credential. He had an uh, intern with a credential. Oh, no. That intern in Mobile had his own credential. He had photos. That's he, what I'm saying. He ditched us, and we never that's heard from him saying. again. You could do photos for him. <laughs> no, he ditched us, and then we just never you heard from him. You could do photos for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you see my photo work. You saw an NFLPA game. I'm just saying you, could you saw that helmet. You oh, saw that helmet it. shot that they they stole and then flipped it, and then did their own version. I was like, okay. All I hear you stole is, my whole. Flow. All I hear is the opportunity window slightly cracked, and you're closing it on yourself. I mean, that's all I hear. I don't like being clout chasing with other people's success. It's not clout chasing. It feels like it to me. It feels like, like I'm say infringing no. on yeah, and that to me feels like I'm infringing on other people's success. When I'm, I'm infringing like, on y'all's success, and I'm cool with it. This is dope for me. I appreciate it. It's not even just that. <laughs> it's you're helping. You're, yeah. you're adding to the. You're adding to the. To the experience. Show, the experience. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So you'll be adding to that experience. Get a credential, bro. Awesome, but like, hey, you need a photo guy? I won't, I won't ditch you like last time. <laughs> that Anyways, intern really ditched to us time. to Anyways. fucking get stuck in Mobile, Alabama. Back to your time. Woo. But um, yeah, shout out to my nephew Isaiah. Like little boy, like just seeing a ten month old baby and just realizing this boy is like has this much energy at ten. I'm like, I'm so fucked in like five years. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
That's why I'm trying to get in shape now because I just know it's going to come a day in time where he's going to test me and I just got to put him down and be like, I love you. You're not trying. You're doing. Definitely. Like, I'm just prepping now. It's like I got to get a head start because the boy, man, the boy got fired. And it's just salute to my nephew. But he uh, headbutted the living dog shit out of me. <laughs> and I'm he like, always does. Like, he's really a headbutter and a grabber. Like, if he's not a lineman in the future, he's definitely going to be an all-pro corner. So the bag is going to be solidified one way or another. Uh, salute to him. But also, oh, yeah, this is the thing that was really making me mad this week. I'm tired of seeing all you fucking linemen at these camps, especially offensive linemen. Like, you're dominating dudes. You're folding guys up. Why don't you show the drill where he whooped your ass? Show the uh-huh. drill where they actually got a good rush off because your pass set was trash. Um, if a dude slipped, like, I don't care to see offensive linemen camps for that reason. Because it only shows, like, oh, this is why this dude's a five-star. Like, bro, you probably go to a high school where there's a bunch of four-stars and you beat up on shittier teams because you're in a division that you should be in a higher division, but you're playing against lower-division schools, and that's why you look so dominant. But then when you get to college, we never hear from your ass again. I think you could just really – like, if you want to do lineman competitions, put on pads. That's the only way I respect it. The same way I don't respect it when DBs get cooked by receivers. When you don't have seven seconds to run that stupid-ass release, you be doing at these camps thinking the shit is cute. And then when you get to your pro day, you run a 4-7. But you're, uh-huh. you are a five-star receiver or five-star corner. But you run slower than defensive tackles. My bad. Sorry. Um, yeah, just cut out that clout shit at these camps. And these adults need to do better. Cause I don't like seeing that shit. I saw one where this kid slapped the DB, and then other, you know he slapped him back, and it's like, bro, both of y'all will be doing up downs right now. Go the fuck home. Y'all, y'all can't participate the rest of the day. We're not out here to show off for clout. We're here to showcase our technique and see how we can get better. This is the standard. This is where you're at, adjacent to the standard. Now go chase that standard. Yeah, but everything's nil. Everything is a brand. Bro, these high Everything school kids out here looking like shit at these Getting drills. to the next level. I'm 30, and I'm pretty sure I'll fucking mollywop most of y'all in some of these drills where you're looking like the next NFL left tackle. This one kid was like 360, and I'm you're like, not. you don't even. You're not even giving me problems. I would give you problems. You're not even giving me problems. <laughs> you would definitely be like, nah, you're not me You got to set it up. I'm cutting you once. And then you're not coming off the board. You're not cutting me. Cutting is not a thing, though. Because I'm going to knee you in the head. Like, I, I don't play That's that fine. shit. I'll eat that once. So you're going to eat several. <laughs> I'm going to get you right in the I'll temple. eat it once, but I'm, guess what? My This big-ass head is going to bounce back before that... Uh, 30% of a le- leg that you got. First off, that's fucked up. That's 30% of a leg. It's a good 85%. It's just 15% nerve damage. And it depends on the day. Depends on when you catch me. Y'all need a good chiropractor. I have one. That's another part of me getting the, oh, going to the gym. Finish your time. Oh, chiropractor twice a month. Sorry. I was talking I'm to good. Fine. I'm good, though. I'm good. All right. All right. I'll go after him. Um. So, yeah, my rant is shit, bro. I'm just happy they be here. So <laughs> it's been a minute. He, defa- he, defa- he defaulted to his his hood code switch. All right, that's <laughs> what we're doing. He hood code switched. All right. Nah, I literally drew a blank. I'm like, okay, hold on, let me get back. Let me get back. I'm in the studio. Code switch. <laughs> we're in the stool, bro. We're in the stool. No, but um, I would say my rant is that I'm just uh, I've been changing what I thought was true. 
and changing the beliefs I thought I had. So mm. something that I used to always believe is that time is money mm. and that the amount we spend our time in is the amount that we're going to make our money. And I've been proven wrong and I've been challenging those beliefs. And at the end of the day, now I work remote. I do things over the phone and there's a bunch of people that do that. Y'all do the podcast. Like you really don't have to be anywhere physically to do the podcast. So I'm trying to surround myself with people that have divorced their time for money because time is much more important than the money that you get from it. Like we said, you make more money and at every level. There's another devil that's going to come and chop out the money you just made. And I felt it and I've seen it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> let me change this up. So I became a student again. I'm humbled. I'm talking about it more. And I just feel like, you know, the podcast, the, the sector of being a podcaster is dope because at the end of the day, I get free consultations. Mm. And now the little things that I thought was just common knowledge may help mm. the next person. So if that goes out in the, the world and people are able to see that, whether you see it now, two years from now, five years from now, I just posted a, I just posted a video from five years ago and it like caught some traction and I'm like, oh damn, that's super true. And it was five years old. So I'm really into the content type of things now. I'm really into figuring out how do I really divorce my time for money. And at the end of the day, I think that my enjoyment and my love for poetry and the need and necessity of finance Somehow it's going to become married and somehow it's got to come together. After all this time, there's a middle ground where you can balance and there's a need to have it. So however that looks, poetic finance, whatever that is, you know, I'm, I'm figuring that out. And I'm a student again. And it's kind of cool because there's no grades. Mm. <laughs> it's judged off the results. And I'll say the results are getting better. So Awesome. Melissa, anything you want to leave the people with? Um, yeah, I got a few things I want to share with y'all. Um, I think relationships in general are just super important, right? Your friends, the person that your significant other, uh, maybe business partners, right? So just I really... like how she side-eyed me when she said significant other. <laughs> <laughs> you just sensing the energy? She, she sensed the toxic energy she, coming she, off she, you? Yeah, good. <laughs> Say shit right now. Yeah. She's only been here an hour. She's already. Yeah. I'm just giving a little bit of eye to everybody in the room. Like this, I'm doing a rotation. Damn. Okay. <laughs> she hitting us with okay. the with the presentation. So it really is who you My know, bad. right? It really is who you know, and just kind of putting yourself. I know this. I know, like people say this a lot, but get out of a comfort zone. But really, it is how are you speaking to people? Mm. Who are you speaking to? Right. So. Really, like, a lot of people are going to want to tell you no every time you're trying to, I don't know, get something done, right? They're going to tell you no, 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 but you got to find that person or you got to find a way to talk to them where that answer changes to yes, right? Mm. So uh, check in on your relationships. Make sure that you're kind of, like, auditing um, who you're connecting with, who you want to connect with, and kind of how you're talking to them. And also something i feel like that's on my mind uh since we're kind of talking about it right we're, we're talking about getting movement working out to make ourselves feel better i just want to say shout out to all the thick chubby mm. fat athletes out here that are running the game okay so if you're chubby if you identify with this message uh just show yourself some love okay because we really are paving a path and it's not about losing weight you ain't got to be uh super skinny to be fit so shout out Hey, that's all me, right. bro, that's me too. Yeah, I like that. Right, so yeah, I like that. We were all, all of us in the room were like, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right the the room. She read the room. I she read that in my spirit. You found that in your spirit, yeah. right? Keep my spirit alive. 
and now she's booking uh, speaking engagements, y'all. If you don't want to <laughs> book <laughs> Melissa on your podcast, she is a good career speaker. coaching. Coming yeah, not for you soon, speaker. okay? Coming don't, to you soon. Don't feel guilty if you're at a Planet Fitness and they have pizza out. <laughs> if you didn't eat that day, you got to self-preservate. You know playing. what? <laughs> yeah. He said you know what he The one at Torrance did that. The Dog. one that I used to go to in Torrance. I keep hearing about this, but I've been, wait, wait, whole I've been going pizza. to Fitness for a whole year. I've never seen the Not that pizza. one. Not that but one. But everyone not brings it up. Everyone brings it up. Not the Hawthorne one, but definitely the one. They give out bagels on Tuesdays. And they gave out Domino's Pizza, the one on Torrance and Hawthorne, like 190th or something. I got one more point. Go ahead. I cannot stand those people when there's like a donut party and they're Mm. like, oh, I can't eat that donut. I'm on a diet. I can't stand (laughs) y'all. Don't say nothing. Don't eat the donut. Don't make us all feel guilty because we're hungry. Exactly. Just leave leave the room. <laughs> Take a napkin and carry go. On, carry on with your day. Drink some your diet. Juice. Bye. <laughs> Here's some lemon water. <laughs> have a nice day. <laughs> I'm gonna have this done. <laughs> All right. Well, we covered a lot of ground tonight, so we talked a lot. We talked about a lot, and honestly, it was really fun. You know, this is very a very therapeutic episode. <laughs> you like know, I, I think I think you all kind of touched on a lot of different points that really resonated with the t- the challenges that I've been having really the past couple of years, but even like the past few months. So thank y'all for that. I appreciate it. I feel my cup feels a little bit more full today. So I appreciate that. Um, you know, I always tell people, I'm just like, some days I really do just feel like I'm just maintaining. Like I really just feel like I'm getting to the next day. And so like when I am able to get into this setting or when I am able to, you know, connect with, a friend that I've now known for 10 years, which is crazy yeah. to think about. And like when I get those little opportunities, it's like, I don't take them for granted. And, and if I can do two in one, you know, do a podcast and also connect with a friend, it's like, it's even, it's even better for me. So thank y'all for making the trip and for fill my cup. But outside of that, man, I'm just, I'll just say this, like, Whatever you're going through, like, it could always be worse. And, like, me and Kenny were talking, and and I half-assed joked with him, but it's, like, my stepmom's going through it with her job, you know, like, some shit happened with me at work, and it's just, like, sometimes you just have to be grateful that, hey, you still have a job. Like, hey, you didn't get fired. Like, hey... You know, sometimes, like you said, you just have to focus on what isn't bad. Because just focusing on where you're not, that can really, 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 really be draining. And, you know, that comes from someone who's like, specializes in finding the problems and finding the issues. So Mm -hmm. that's why, you know, now I'm getting to the point in my maturity where it's like, I'm saying that as good as as great as that's been and has how it's propelled me to all the different places that it's gotten me, it's also been holding me back from like really feeling satisfied. So that's why it's like I know as much and that's why it's like and you guys have both known me for a really long time and I always push you guys, I always challenge you guys and I always change and it's cuz you know I do that for myself. Like I hold myself to the same standards. And so for me the irony is like 
I have to change that thinking too because otherwise I'm just going to be like Russell Westbrook and just burn out when I should be at the pinnacle of everything that I ever wanted. Right? So that's the other thing that I always think about is just Russell Westbrook. Like, damn. This dude's at the top of his game, came home to the team he always wanted to play with, you know, and got to a point to where he couldn't even have his family come to the games because of death threats. Like, that's wild. Like, that's really wild to think about. And nothing really changed. He was who he always was. The dude who's going to get you a triple-double. The dude who's going to outwork everyone. Who's going to bust his ass. But the truth was, that's not serving him in this new phase of his career. And that's always going to be a part of him. But you got to learn how to turn it on and off. you got to learn how to get that control. Because otherwise, it will just control you. And that's what I've learned. So, with that, man, thank y'all for listening to us. Uh, shout out to all the people who fuck with us. Shout out to Caesar in the chat. Uh, shout out to X Squad Affiliates, FPC Radio, favorite podcast app. This is Touchdowns and Tangents. And yeah, we're out. Peace. Peace. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.